Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 66 of Talking Jacks. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by The Weeknd and uh, not by Lime Scooter. <laughs> uh, I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Ben Gosshorn. Ben, are you having a good day? Um, yeah, I've, I've been a really good day, actually. Um, it, it's been a very nice, relaxing... Some chores were done. Um, I got to walk outside and just enjoy nature. It's maybe feeling like fall. I don't want to. I don't want to call it too early, um, but uh, it was quite pleasant outside when I went out and experienced nature. Um, yeah. yeah, but uh, well, that's good to hear. I'm glad. It's yeah. it's been pretty nice. This? It's been pretty nice here today as well. Um, good. You know, it, like you said, it feels like fall, but I think it's going to go right back up um, during the week. Because the Carolinas can never can never really start fall on time. We usually start fall about a month after everybody else, so yep. it'll be hot until October. I have a feeling, although you know, you never know. Sometimes it can nosedive quickly. But enough weather talk. Um, yes, we witnessed a game last night. Um, I don't really know. I don't really have the words to describe the game. It was hectic. Yeah. I feel like it was hectic. It was. Um, it was, yeah, there was a lot that happened in the game, really. Yeah, uh, it was. It was entertaining. At, at you know, yeah. it was not a boring game. We've played some boring games this year. This was not <laughs> one of them. No, this was one of the more entertaining ones, start to finish. This was mm-hmm. maybe one of the the most full, dense games that I can remember being at the sportsplex. Maybe going back to the Charleston one-one draw. I think the Atlanta one might have been. And that's going way back. That's going back oh, to like yeah. the second home game of the season, yeah. or maybe third home game of the season. The, it was a two-two draw. Both <clears throat> teams were just put, you know, yep. creating chances left and right. Um, mm-hmm. That was back when we could score more than one goal in a game. And uh, oh yeah, but, I remember when, yeah. <laughs> regardless, um, mm-hmm. we got things kicked off early. Uh, yeah, was with Greg Jordan's goal in the fifteenth minute. Yeah. But I don't even think that was the earliest chance. I think it was the Calvert miss before. I think that was before that. I feel like it was, yeah. It was, we had a lot of chances early. And we, uh, we were playing, especially considering we had played a midweek game, we were playing very aggressive and very fast and very, we had kept the Red Bull on their heels. Yeah. Um, which it's been a yeah the calvert chance was time. in the fourth minute fourth minute okay the yeah. one where he, uh he's he skied it unfortunately yeah Is the, the one you're uh to? actually wait 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 oh my oh. god it just landed right in here in my backyard <laughs> oh my goodness just this minute wow that's incredible <laughs> he about, works out a lot they said about 25 hours later the shot lands that's incredible yeah uh that was the one that he skied yeah. from five yards out with yes. nobody on him. That's the one. Accurate statement. Accurate statement. That's um, yeah. It was it was interesting too the lineup. Um uh <laughs> when I saw that O'Brien was in the starting lineup, I thought we were going to play more of a dense midfield type of a uh formation, but it was mm-hmm. it was a 4-2-3-1. Yeah, O'Brien played the 10. I think yeah. uh that was not something that any of us expected when we saw the lineup. I think we definitely. No. I I expected it to be more of a three man midfield, 
mm-hmm. which we haven't we haven't seen a lot of. Uh, yeah. But it what I mean he was one of our best players. I think he was played had one of the best games on the night um, as the number ten. Yeah, he, he, you could argue he did. He uh, and there was a lot of really good performances. I think um, we'll definitely cover that a little bit later on when we're we're talking about things. Um, but there there. It's unfortunate because there's a lot of positives to take from this game, but there's also the inevitable. As much as we started really quickly and we started on the front foot, mm-hmm. um, I don't think we had the longevity to get through this game. As no, the, that's a good the, point. The tempo of the game really showed itself later on. and it, The first 30 minutes, we were great. Middle 30 minutes was kind of a toss-up. No one was good. No one was bad. Um, maybe a bit uneventful. The last 30 minutes of the game, I'm missing some time, aren't I? No, no, no. That's nope, right. That's 90. Accurate math. Um, <laughs> fact check me. Um, but, yeah, the last 30 minutes, it was ooh, um, it was, it was interesting. Um, not, not great, yeah. Yeah. I think that's um, fair. Yeah, but still a lot of strong performances. Um, an unfortunate draw, I guess you could say, um, but maybe not necessarily an unfortunate draw. Given the circumstances, it's not great, but... Um, yeah, I I think yeah. if we put away our chances early, if yeah. Calvert scores the goal, uh, that every professional striker at every professional level in the world should score that I'm not like, we cannot let him get away with that. Like he, you, yeah. that is a tap in for most professional strikers. And he put it yeah. 20 yards over, you know, like and it's that, that's I'll, so frustrating I'll, because no, he did mess that up and he had another opportunity <sighs> later in the game where there was a, there was a, there was a breakaway and he got a ball that was just laid off perfectly. He chested it down and had a really nice first touch. But, but it touched it, it right to the goalkeeper. He either passed it to the goalkeeper. No, or the I know it for yeah. He okay. He, he did bring it down nicely with his chest, but then his his first touch or his second touch, I yeah. guess, took you know rolled it straight at the goalkeeper. So ah uh, okay. Um, it it's something where it, he he kind of um per usual this season um the the team he played really well up until the final third i think he was great in this movie which is but he's a center forward like I know, I if know, he doesn't play great in the final third he what's the point you know I, I, like i I'll hear agree. you i hear you i understand like yeah. he 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 can be he can play an important role in the buildup but ultimately he's yeah. the one where when you put the ball at his foot five yards in front of goal with nobody yeah. near him, he's got to score that in the yeah. fourth minute I, yeah. of a game that is so important to our playoff chances. And, mm-hmm. and, like you've got to score that, and yeah. I, I know I'm getting emotional about it, but like that's, no, ju- that's just so reason. frustrating. I, like he had an opportunity in this game, in general, because it, honestly, something I said when I saw the starting lineup was, "Ooh, we're gonna have to rely on Calvert to get us goals." Which I it it was kind of a oh no moment, but also like oh maybe maybe he'll he didn't supply goals obviously. Um, it's uh, 
right, we we definitely should have gotten more than one goal from that first thirty minutes of play. Yeah, and and, um, and and to be fair, one of them was an incredible save. There's not a whole oh. lot you can do about Alex's volley getting saved. I mean, he did everything he could possibly do. He hit it absolutely pure, and it yeah. dipped about you know, it seemed like it dipped ten yards down. Chris had said that it may have been deflected. I didn't actually know uh-huh. if it got deflected. No way. He, to look he to hit see. it clean. Did he? Okay. Oh, yeah. Because if that's not save of the week. It I won't mean, be. If, if Cincinnati it, it, had any save, <laughs> don't get save of the week. But if that's not nominated for save of the week, then I good thought, job. Uh, I also thought he, that he made a pretty good save on Sam Vine's shot. Uh, yeah, Sammy Vine's. That shot, like, that was an early opportunity, too, that I had Yeah, we, we had put him under pressure that was the you know jake airman did fantastic um he uh he didn't play in the charleston game did he nope no yeah he he played really good in this game um he gave a full effort um really i don't want to say things went really well for us because things unraveled towards the end unfortunately or or more it almost felt like just the red bull finally settled in i guess or they were just kind well of- their their style of play i think wore on us um obviously having to replace kalunji at halftime i can't imagine that was a planned substitution i guess no. kalunji got hurt um that you know bringing in a, a center back cold like that i guess the team who presses the back line in possession almost like to a fault you know yeah um which bertrand did well i think i don't know what you necessarily think i don't think he did bad by any stretch uh defensively i thought he was pretty solid i just think yeah we were forced into playing a lot of long balls that really had no chance of being controlled by us um yeah and, and it was it was it was just a time where we could have used maybe a couple of different types of players on the field. Like we, yeah. we didn't have anybody on the field who can run in behind. Uh, Caleb Calvert likes to run in behind, but he's slow. So it's kind of not a good idea to play a bunch of long balls to him. Alex doesn't like to, to run. He likes to get the ball played to his feet to where he you can could tell it was later in the cut. he was he was getting pretty tired. Yeah, he was... well, the whole team was because they were yeah. just. It was it was an open game in that it was really back and forth. It was really stretched over the last yeah. few minutes, and it you, you know, like you said, we played on a short week. It was yep. hot as all get out and humid. You know, it was not it's, ideal conditions for for playing a team like Red Bull, who's going to just press you absolutely to death. Um, yeah. Which and, and like you said, the you Red know, Bull they played pretty strong defense considering and Dom. As and Dom is a good player. Was, yeah, he's a good player. Um, he was probably the best player for them on the pitch, I think, because he he stifled and stopped Alex on several occasions and just made the yeah. exact right decision in cutting off his angle or or really just getting back and and, and stopping him. Yeah. Um, and I'll say too, the goalkeeper Laro. Uh, you know, last season yeah. we put five goals past him when we played him at home, and he was not yeah. very good. Uh, but no. he had a really good game. He, I think so. He made the save against Sam Vines was a good save, and then the save against Alex was phenomenal. 
So yeah. That's, you know, the, the, the Calvert miss is bad, and, you know, he probably wouldn't have been able to save that if Calvert puts it on frame. But mm-hmm. uh, kudos to him for, for improving because he was really bad uh, yeah. at the beginning of last season. But, you know, at the end of the day, I think the game was kind of lost in the first half when we didn't put away those chances because, like you said, the last 30 yeah. minutes we, we were tired there were a lot of heavy legs. We were making mistake, mm-hmm. more mistakes defensively and in possession and everything. And and by the end of it, they were just, I mean, they were just taking shot after shot after shot. They finished the game with twenty six shots attempted. Yeah, which um, that felt really high to me. Maybe well, just... and 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 to be fair, not all tw- it's not like all twenty six were good shots. Uh, yeah, they were I would, six I would of them. Guess... Six of them were blocked. Okay. Um, eleven of them were outside of the box. Yeah, I was and about to say, at least ones, 10 of them must have been outside of the, the box. Of the ones outside of the box, I don't think any of the ones outside of the box were on frame. That sounds about right. Um, it's Which hard, it's hard to tell because they're just overlaid. All, yeah, I don't, I, don't, yeah. I don't think any of them... There's one that was right on the edge of the box that was on target. Um, and that might have actually been the one that led to the goal. Actually, now that I, now that I watched the yeah, I think that is the one that led the rebound led to the goal uh, for yeah. them in the six. What minute was that? Sixtieth? No, it was later than that. Seventieth minute. Yeah. Um, but no, they only had. I mean, we held them to six shots on target out of their twenty six. So it's not like they were all that accurate. Uh, they're yeah. kind of the opposite of us when it comes to shooting. Uh, they are very much the let it fly regardless of whether or not it's a quality shot um, because that's just their style. They, they're they're winning the ball high up the field and they're trying to, you know, score before you can get your defense back. Yeah. So, uh, you know, like you said, I think we played okay. Uh, I think we played much better in the first half than we did in the second half. We came out slow to start the second half and we never really recovered. Uh, they put us under pressure pretty early and, and after it was seemed like, it just seems like once they get you on the ropes, it's just really, really hard to, to get back. Cause we had, we, we put together some good passing and good possession in the first half that we just couldn't, yep. we couldn't string many passes together in the second half. Yeah. Um, I'd love to know what the differentiation between uh, first half possession and second half possession. Cause honestly, I was pretty surprised to see that they had, 55% possession. Um, I'm so, yeah, I thought it would have been higher as well. Um, but, that, I mean, if you look at one thing, to just kind of glaze over some stats. Like you said, the long balls we had in the second half, we had 79 in the whole game. I, I'd be willing to bet half of those, if not three-fourths of those, were in the second half. Um, and it's it's tough because I, I do think there was a lot of positives. Duckett, I think, played a – nearly flawless game yeah Um, Duckett played played really well yeah Sam Vines I think played really well Sam Vines was actually better than really well uh he was uh, offensively and defensively he was really good he's yeah I mean all things considered he played fantastically even Greg Jordan I think did really well um the goal was great uh the layoff by Mm O'Brien mm-hmm Oh my goodness, the layoff by O'Brien. It was it was just perfect. He 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 seemed to fit in that role 
exceptionally. He he couldn't have had a better game in a role that we haven't seen him in for long stretches of time or at all. Um, better. Uh, I th- I still I think I think Vosser did pretty good coming in. Um, I would have probably preferred Gebhard. Um, yeah, I think with the speed, but then again, the the tempo of the game at that point. Um. Well, that was actually before the goal, wasn't it? But I think they also flip-flopped Vosser with, with Johnson. They we kind know. of went like, back. I, yeah, I, that yeah. was something it's I was really going to mention. They did kind of experiment towards the end of the game with moving Vosser to right back and pushing uh, Joel up the field in that position. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm with you. If we'd have seen Gebhard instead... Um, Maybe you have more threat for somebody to get in behind on one of those long balls. Yeah. Because Vosser's not going to – I mean, he's he's got sneaky pace, you know, where you don't expect him to be fast. But mm-hmm. he, and he he can occasionally uh, turn it up into an extra gear. We did see that on uh, when he misjudged yeah. that clearance and it went oh, over his head it- and he had to he had to run like hell to get back. Uh, that was nearly he, a Donnie he, Smith he run. He caught back. up. Yeah, I mean, he made up for his mistake. It was a bad yeah. mistake. It was <laughs> to be fair, bad. it was you know, but yeah. he did make up for it with his with his recovery speed. Um, yeah. But I don't. I think Gebhardt is in your face pace. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, <laughs> like you know he's fast, but you're he's still gonna outrun you. And Joel's <laughs> got a little bit of that too. So maybe that was kind of the idea of pushing him up the field. Yeah. But, the versatility, considering they hadn't scored before that substitution, makes a whole lot of sense because if you if you go up, if you continue to hold that lead or get a goal when he after he comes in, then that substitution looks brilliant. And it still was a smart substitution. I'm not going to take anything away from that. Given the fact that you'd already used a sub defensively, it's hard to bring yeah. in an attacking player for speed considering – that hasn't really worked for you. Yeah, and I think if that do, yeah. I think that's a really good point. If we don't have to you burn that su- that first sub at halftime, yeah, then then you definitely have more flexibility at the end. Excuse me, at the end of the match to bring on a guy like Gebhard for the last ten or fifteen minutes. To, to but you know you, when you burn your first sub at halftime, presumably for an injury, because I thought Kalunji was having an, a, another good game. I think so, so. I, I don't see any reason to take him off other than injury. Um, yeah, that, that's a really good point. If you don't have to burn that sub, then it leaves you with a lot more options in the attacking half. But all in all, like you said, I mean, it's, it, it was there are definitely positives to take away. You know, it out if you take it outside out of the context of the playoff race, it's a yeah. it's not a terrible result because no Red Bull is a tough team to play against, especially with a roster that's constructed like ours is with with a lot of age. Um, and you know, but, but we can't unfortunately take it out of that context. Uh, we really needed to win the game. And I think, I don't think we played, uh, as well as we did in Charleston. Uh, yeah, because I feel like I, I still feel like we played well enough to win in Charleston. Um, I don't know if we played well enough to win, uh, last night because the second half was just. I mean, we were just under constant pressure. It seemed like from about the 60th minute on. Uh, so, we, like you said, we were probably a little bit fortunate that it was just one to one. And also, Brandon Miller made some really great saves. 
Absolutely. down the stretch as well to kind of keep us in it. And, and, and Duckett stepped up huge. I mean, anytime you face 26 shots, uh, your keeper's going to have to come up big a couple times. Um, and he did. So, But, yeah, I, I, mean, I don't really have anything else to add. Uh, do you? Um, no, unfortunately not. Nothing uh, Nothing distinct. I mean, uh, yeah, nothing Nothing worth mentioning. Let's go forward that. Let's do but, a uh, quick update on the standings. Um, yes, that is that is a good uh, – Now that the weekend is over. Um, I should have had I think that's the other ready. thing that's not great is North Carolina won, um, Tampa won, um, Nashville draw. Uh, drew i should say um so that that essentially leave, it does leave us at 12th right now um at 37 points the the marker to, at the playoffs is 41 points which uh auto is technically in the the eighth position um right well, below the, the red bull but they've got they've two got games the, they've got of, the game in hand yeah two games actually over auto. yeah over over yeah. nashville as well Nashville's Ooh, yeah. only on 29 games played. Ah, interesting. I did not notice that. So, uh, which they we, just drew against Charleston too. So that's yep. it's uh, wasn't great, all things considered. I mean, we already knew that North Carolina had won, obviously, um, and the Rowdies were playing. Who were they playing? They were playing the Kickers. So, unfortunately, you kind of assumed they were going to win. I think they were at home, in fact. Um, so yeah, those, uh, those outside factors didn't quite help us. No, um, but we're, we sit in 12th place. Um, yes. obviously, like you said, the, the playoff line as of right now is 41 points. Mm. Uh, that, that's, that's going to go up. Uh, we know that Yeah, it's looking more and more like NCFC is going to barring a collapse. They're probably <laughs> going to take the seventh or eighth place. Mm. Uh, Tampa Bay is in the conversation now, uh, yeah. more than they were a couple weeks ago, following, I think, yeah. back-to-back wins. <clears throat> Nashville is probably – it's safe to say they're still in the race because they have a game in hand. I saw somebody's projection. I can't recall who it was that had them as high as they, – they were project. it may have been Iron Chef Pony now that I think about it. He had projected them as the fifth seed, which well, I think I is, mean, they could still climb as high. I mean, they have to play – the reason why is because their schedule down the stretch is not the, the easy or not the hardest. They play uh-huh. Atlanta United two on Wednesday. Oh, they play New York Red Bulls two at home on Saturday. Oh wow! How did they get this schedule? They play Richmond, then they play <sighs> TFC two, and then they play FC Cincinnati. So of the games that they have remaining, they'll be favored in all but one. So that's why probably he has them projected yeah, that no, way. Yeah, mine. Okay. Um, Originally, I was like, "What are you doing, Iron Chef Pony?" But uh, yeah, I mean, that's so you have to. Yeah, you have to look at the yeah, context. It's almost nine points essentially that you're essentially going to be. And though, yeah, well, two of those games are at home, being Richmond and uh, well, I think those are at home. I'm not actually sure. Regardless, um, yeah, that makes sense now. Um, yeah. So let's kind of just look at our our prospects. So we get, we're on 37 points. With mm-hmm. 30 matches played. We got four matches left. We have a possible of 12 points. So we have to, I think, to get into the playoffs, we have to win all four games. Yeah. And somebody above us is going to have to l- lose three or four. You know, like, like I just don't see us making, 
that we'd have to make up a lot of ground. Um, yeah. Yeah, we're only four points out now instead of six, but we have to. I mean, we we've got tough games coming up. So yeah, we're playing three of the. Yeah, three of the four games we're playing are against people yeah. above us. If we could have and gotten two of those games are way above us. So yeah, if we could have gotten three points out of either the Charleston game or this game, I think maybe it's a little bit more realistic to to start at least talking about it. But I think I really think it's at this point we shouldn't get our hopes up. Um, if, if you know, maybe I'm being pessimistic, but this team has well, not given me a reason to be optimistic. Basically. It's it's incredibly unfortunate, um, based on a lot of reasons. But uh, yes, I'm I'm slowly uh, preparing myself for not maybe not the inevitable, but uh, but yeah, the the unfortunate. Let's let's put it that yeah. way. Um, but um, I think we have some listener questions. We do have some listener questions. But, uh, yeah. So this is kind of going off uh, what we were just talking about, the playoffs. So Football is Life uh, asks, can we really make the playoffs? Our upcoming matches aren't so easy. So oh, I mean, I've already kind of answered the question, <clears throat> but I really don't think we're going to make the playoffs. Uh, yeah. I think we have lost too many games. Uh, or We've dropped points in too many games that we should have taken all three points uh you can get yeah. back to games like the tampa bay rowdies game at home where we were up 2-0 uh mm. and, and and allowed two goals over the last like 20 minutes to draw indy 11 where we took a 1-0 lead and we played really phenomenal in the first half ended up losing 2-1 uh you know yeah. atlanta united at home all the way back in week three where we should have probably scored five goals and only scored two and, yeah. and then they they scored a late goal and we got another late goal back to draw uh atlanta united two on the road that's a game where we we probably should have won yeah and they scored that ridiculous goal uh mm. so there's just there's way too many of these matches where we should have taken a point or three points and we took no points or one point you know um that's kind of the that's what's dug us into this hole where we have to win went out basically and then hope for yeah. some help when that and that's just with the schedule we have remaining that's just I don't, that's just not realistic so if yeah. they if they pull it off it's going to be because they get hot and i just haven't seen the signs of them getting hot you know what i mean like they've been mm-hmm. playing better but better than not winning in two months is a pretty low bar yeah uh, and there's been, I, I mean, I would say there's still been, we haven't given up is the main thing. I mean, there's still progress being made. Um, no, I don't uh, mean to say that they've given up. I don't, I'm not criticizing yeah. their effort or anything like that. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I just, I'm, I'm just simply saying that going from not winning a game in two months to winning or going four games unbeaten with two of them being a draw. I yeah. mean, that's an improvement. Don't get me wrong. It's an improvement. But it's not enough of an improvement to make me think that they're going to go on and win the last four games. Yep. Especially considering outside factors we can't control. Right. That's that. That's the other thing too is the the outside factors that are without our control are uh, stacked against us. I suppose. Right. Because I mean, you could say 
basically any team that's not in the playoffs can say, or, you know, outside of the bottom three can say, we can go on a run and make the playoffs. So if two of those teams go on a run and make the playoffs and one of them's ahead of us, they're they're keeping us out even if we make that run, you know? Somehow Atlanta United 2 isn't technically out of the playoffs. Well. How, I couldn't tell you. Um, Maybe every team in front of them loses out. I mean, technically – when you get They've played 28 games and nobody else has played, everyone's played 29 or more. Yeah, How that's happened, who knows? Baseball uh, fields. When yeah. you share your field, you ha- it, it causes schedule problems. So, Yeah. All right, so let's move on. Uh, Matty Dub asks, was Greg Jordan's goal against New York Red Bulls the best goal of Charlotte's season so far? If not, which is this season's best goal? Ooh. It's definitely in the conversation. It's in the conversation. Considering everything, it's... Well, well, okay, no, don't do that. Don't consider the moment. Let's just talk about the goal. Just the goal itself. Just the goal itself. Um, Because I have one in mind that if you consider the moment, it's out. So... Okay, okay, okay. Oh, yeah, okay. I think I know which one you're referring to. Um, The airman goal? Yeah, the airman goal in the NCFC game. I think if you take away the context of the game and the score and all that i think just skill aesthetics everything that was probably the best goal of the season so far the diving header at the back post uh because not only did he it was the diving header but he had to aim it back across the goal it was it was it was phenomenal it's very nice do you Uh, have another one in mind or i mean because jordan's is definitely up there because he put a really good strike on the ball he hit it 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 was a phenomenal goal there's there's no doubt about it um, I think it one hop is the only thing. Oh, who cares though? But but I don't. I, I, the only thing I'll say is I I don't know if you can consider a banger a one hop. Well, that's not the question. But regardless, um, but uh, I think the best goal of the season still is probably uh Cato's against the the Rowdies. Okay. I had a couple of his that I think are in the power. conversation as well. Also, even I think the first goal of the season of his that was the no-look back heel. That one's in the conversation. That, see, I have three of his that could be in this conversation. Yeah, The back heel in the very first game on the corner kick. Uh, the Did goal, the goal against Cincinnati where he received yeah. it and turned like so quickly that it was past the keeper before he even realized he had shot it. And it like went into the top corner. That one's in the conversation, yeah. and then the one you'd said in Tampa, where he put it over the keeper and off the bar and in, where he just he yeah. decided I'm gonna just blast it over you because Zayed's goal against Toronto that Mwape assisted on, that's in the conversation, I think. The one that was just a header. Yes, but it was a good header. So we're talking about goal of the season, not like good. I mean, it's a it's a header at the back post. That's like the high quality header. Okay. Also, Moape's Chakras. Yeah, was very nice. That one, the um, celebration definitely would push that one over yeah. the line if we could consider the celebration that. and the him being held by Duckett. <laughs> um, There's still it, the question of intent on that one, though. Some people think he didn't mean to do it. Uh, so that, that, I think that might so look play at the into camp? it a little bit. What? Oh, to, to, never mind. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I don't know that that matters. I don't think okay. it matters. It's, because... it's in the conversation. I think when we, yeah. when we see the highlight video, I think it'll be one of the, 
five or six that's chosen for goal of the season. Now, if yep. Alex had scored, that would oh, that would have been it. It would have been over. Game over. That may have been like the goal of the team history. That was a dick. No, that was Jorge's that goal was... in the Open Cup is probably it's going to be really hard to top that one because that but one's that, was... that one's very similar to the one Alex sco- almost scored, but further yeah. away, and he actually scored it. <laughs> like, well, yeah, yeah, but the, the strike that was put on it. Yeah, I mean it was beautiful, and we had the best it's angle all... of it because we we got to see it rise and then dip and yes. and all that. I I would have. Uh, yeah the look on the look of just sheer uh like surprise on everybody's face of watching because when when he first kicked it it was rising so we were all just i think collectively we all thought it was just going way over but then it just it nosedived at the last minute and we we all just were like what (laughs) i mean it was collect it was like a collective thing everybody had the same look on their face yeah um but those are i mean it, it's in the conversation. I think the problem is we haven't scored many goals that are just like that's that are stand out as goal of the year. Yeah. You know, they've we've scored some good ones, but there Still hasn't nothing been is better than as much as we've talked crap about Calvert. Yeah, there hasn't. I was gonna say there Calvert. hasn't been the Calvert at oh, Louisville gosh. goal, like something that was just like an absolute hands down best goal of the season. Yeah, and. This is a complete aside and has nothing to do with this, but Lewis Hilton's goal, game winner. Have you seen this? Oh, for St. Louis? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did see it. Okay, I thought you were oh, going back God. to last season. I was like, no, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember Lewis scoring a game-winning goal last season. Yeah. Yeah, that oh, was a great goal. That was a I miss goal. Lewis. Yeah, I, I miss him too. Um, well, moving but, on. Uh, we don't need to yes. turn this into a sad cast. <laughs> <laughs> so on the topic of goals and, go- and, and impressive goals, uh, this question is from Richard. He said, do you still stand by Jordan's goal being a banger? Ooh. Okay. I think I, I would think I was preemptively answering this question because yes. I knew it was coming. Um, tough. Um it's very similar to it was farther out, but it's it was very similar to um, to uh, Watson's goal. In fact, I think it was it was stronger, but it was from it was in a similar location. That's correct. Um, I'll qualify it as a banger. I it it's it's way more of a banger in my opinion than Javon Watson's was oh, because it, he put a better strike on it. Like Watson. Watson hit yeah. it off the vo- like off hit it on the volley, but I don't think he caught it as clean as Jordan caught this one because Jordan caught it so clean. You t- you mentioned that it bounced. It only bounced because of the the spin on it. He put he, he hit it so uh, clean that he put top spin on it, uh, uh, and that's why why it bounced. I think. Um, yeah. But and there were two defenders that he like put the ball in between. Yeah, it's absolutely a banger. I, I think stand, considering I stand the by distance, it. the distance qualifier makes it a banger. Regardless of the speed necessarily or the fact that it bounced, the distance qualifies it as a banger. Yeah, I'm just watching it again. Just Yeah, yeah, I think I think you're right. Okay. About 20 yards out, 21 yards out, hit it clean. Yeah, I, I stand by it. Yeah. So uh, we have another question from Matty Dub, and he asks – a good question. Uh, besides the independence, which club has the best kit in USL? 
Uh, and then also, which is your favorite current kit in all of soccer? Ooh. Um, which is a – that's a tough question. That's a really good Land, question. Answer the first one first. Best kit in the USL? Yeah. I really like uh, San Antonio's from this year. I don't know if you've seen it. That's oh, kind of Western random. Conference. Ah, that's tough. Yeah, well, I, I see. I I, I, I don't Eastern look Conference a lot goes, of East, yeah. I don't look at a lot of Western Conference teams, so it, it's hard for me to say. Eastern Conference. Go, uh, let's say. Let me go. And this is going to be a complete aside. Nationals is the worst kit in the league. <laughs> um, in the East, maybe even the league. Really, it's just not. Good. It's like a training kit. Um. I'd have to go with mm, – I'm going to say Bethlehem Steels. I really okay. like their kit. Wow. It's kind of a toss-up between Bethlehem and Pittsburgh's, but I really like both of them because they're yeah. unique. I'm trying to – actually, it's been a while since I've seen Pittsburgh's kids, but all three of them I remember being very nice. All three of their kids. They are. Had this- I, I like Pittsburgh's. I For me, my favorite – it's a tie for me. Uh, my favorite is the Charleston home kit, the the black and yellow with the with the kind of broad uh, vertical stripes. I think that's a really nice, nice look. And the other one that I really like is the Tampa Bay home with the with the ni- the green and yellow hoops. I think yeah. that's a that's a really classy look. Yeah, I it, there's a lot of really good ones. Honestly. I think I I really like oh. ours as well i do too I, I i really like ours tremendously i'm very curious assuming we get one next year what it's going to look like um which i think it's safe to assume we'll get one um i i, I have no idea i hope so that'd yeah. be cool but uh yeah was there a second part of the question yeah what's your favorite kit in all of soccer oh currently wow. currently mine is the uh the blue u.s men's and women's national team kit that's my current favorite oh i don't really like i i'm still on the on the grounds of the blue one is better than the white one which i think i'm the only one that has that perspective i like them both a lot i think they're both nice um i think i also can't get my mind i can't stop thinking about that uh that meme of the of uh, the chances of the U.S. men's national team making the World Cup dwindling in the, 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 the kit, I think I, I didn't can't. Even, I haven't stop. seen that. That's funny. Yeah, it's 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 perfect in a terrible way. Um, I would probably say I actually discovered this the other day from Serie A, but um, oh, is it? There are Inter? some really good kits in Serie A. Is it Inter? I think it's Inter. I'm actually forgetting which team it is. It's Inter Milan. It's Inter Milan. I'm pretty sure. Um, Inter Milan's third kit. Yes. Inter Milan's third kit. It's a gray kit and it looks like it's forged in marble. Um, it's gorgeous. And also, so it looks um, like a kitchen counter basically. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was thinking more, <laughs> but in a, a good way, but in a good way, <laughs> in a good way, the best <laughs> kitchen counter you've ever seen straight from Milan. Um, it's very nice. And there's another one I'm forgetting. Um, is it the Parma one with yes, the cross? The, the, the it's bl- black yes. with the oh. blue and yellow cross. Yeah, that one's really nice. That's one of the the prettiest color schemed kits. Yeah, and it's it's very distinct. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah. In terms it's, of it's kits, I think Serie A's are good. <laughs> that's for not sure. Arsenal's. It's not. That's for sure. Yeah. I think really in terms like of kits, Eddie. though, Serie A's the place to go for for cool kits. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I know some of our listeners hate talking about kits, and they can get over it because it's our <laughs> show. Yeah. Uh, but moving on. Uh, Richard's question. Next question is: I've heard arguments from both sides. But what do you think? Does Alex do more to help or hinder the team? I'll say he helps more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, if you look at it, uh, looking at the stats, consi- considering how much he, if this wants to cooperate with me, um, <laughs> he he had the most touches in on the uh, of the game, I believe. Uh, he was definitely up there. Keep on may have had more. No, I think he actually hit a lot more than anybody. Uh, but I, I think I still think his skill sets add more to the team than take away, especially considering all things considered, other than like a couple stretches throughout the season, he's been far more tame this year than in the past. He's, yeah. He still has not been suspended. So, I mean, the, he was suspended, what, two times last year? Um, I think that's right. I think he had the yellow. I think he had a yellow card accumulation uh, before the spitting incident. I believe so, and I, I think he. I don't think he's necessarily really regressed much this year. I think he's had some some tough stretches, um, but that you, I think you can kind of look to everyone that's had some tough stretches. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think he brings a lot more to the table than takes away. Um, it's just we haven't really offered him much uh, to facilitate. And mm-hmm. I think that's what's kind of frustrated and made him look bad in certain, certain circumstances um, where we want – we he looks like he should take a shot because he maybe should take a shot, honestly. Yeah. But that's not his game. He's not going to – look to to take a shot on target unless he absolutely has to um and he it doesn't feel like he wants to do that which is absolutely fine I, I, we we need a facilitator like that um we just need to offer him something to facilitate yeah i think you use the right word there with facilitator i think i understand why alex is a, maybe a little bit polarizing in this way yeah. because i think a lot of times his positive contributions just they don't show up on the statistics and a lot of times they don't show up on the highlights like a lot of times it's alex makes a really smart pass to the guy who eventually gets an assist like we even saw if you go back to the greg jordan goal yeah like alex makes a really good pass to o'brien and Mm o'brien gets the assist on the goal we don't get that never alex doesn't make yeah like alex picks up the ball carries it forward and then makes a smart pass at the right time but that mm-hmm. doesn't show up on the stat sheet. So, like, he's got four assists, yeah. but he also positively contributes a lot more to our attack than than shows up on the stat sheet. And I, yeah. like, I think the most, like, the easiest way to see why he's important is to go back and watch those games when we didn't have him and how bad our attack yeah. was. If you go back to the Louisville game and the Bethlehem game, and I think the Cincinnati game. I think that was all the same trip and he was injured during that stretch. We were mm-hmm. awful in the attack. Like the only I think the only goals we scored in that stretch were two Jorge Herrera wonder goals. 
so, I, I you know, yeah, I, mean, you I see why he's stats. polarizing because you can look at the stats and say, oh, he's got four assists and no goals. Well, for an attacking player, that's not very good. And so I can see that line of thought, but you have to remember that a our center forwards for the most part have been not great this season. So yeah. maybe there's chances he's created that they should have scored. So maybe he should have five, six, seven assists. You know, there's that. Yeah. There's also, you know, he missed some time with injury. He, but he has 29 key passes, which I think is different than, Second. is that different than the uh, chances created? Um, uh, sorry, I, say I that again. If, is that a different stat than chances created on the on the website? Because I don't, I only um, have his personal page pulled up. Because I think he's still, I think he's second in the team on chances created. He he definitely is. Um, I was looking at that. Did you say he had twenty nine? It says twenty nine. Yeah, must be the same thing then. Okay, um, so he's second on the team in chances created. I think if you take him out of our team, I mean, who's the next? Who's next closest? It's it's got to be a lot further away. It's actually not that bad, surprisingly. Uh, I can guess who's behind him. Joel Johnson might you, be because of, you'll get this wrong. Because I would have never guessed it. Joel Johnson? Who? It's not Joel Johnson. Okay. Sam Vines has two more okay. chances created than uh, than Joel Johnson. I would have never guessed that. Well, um, Sam Vines but, has also played as many games as Joel Johnson, probably, and he takes he's set pieces. Appeared one less. Okay, Actually, well, he takes set pieces, so he gets, but, you know, those uh, those numbers get a little bit inflated. But the other thing that it's a little bit harder to see, um, it's it's easy to see based on his game, but it's it's not as um, apparent, I suppose, in the stat line, is he has 110 more duels than anybody on the team. And that he's got 100, and the next person below him is Kevon George. He's got 373 duels and he's won 199 of them, um, which is ridiculous. He's got um, more tackles than Kevon George. See, that's um, a crazy one for me. One. Like, um, <laughs> he's got yeah, more tackles yeah. than a defensive midfielder as a as a, ma- a mainly attacking player. I know he's more of a box to box, like he's all over the field. Uh, but but yeah, I mean, he definitely gets stuck in. Mm-hmm. It's uh, that's that's one thing that it's not going to show up obviously on the attacking um, stats, but it's mm-hmm. something that he brings to the table that is instrument. It's ever important for our team and the way we play. And without him, who is going to offer that? Yeah, and I think you have to also look at. I mean, if you if you want to say that he hurts the team. I just don't know who else you could put in his position that's going to do any better that we have on the roster. Now, if you want to talk about replacing him in, in, a, in a, with anybody, then okay, maybe you can have the conversation. But I think I think he does way more to help the team than hurt the team. Yeah. And I think, like you mentioned this year, like this year, his discipline has been far better than it than it was last season. He Absolutely. he hasn't been suspended. He hasn't. Yeah. Uh, he hasn't been as um, confrontational with referees, with other players, with fans. Yeah. Like he's been a lot more just kind of mellow. I mean, obviously he's still passionate, but he seems to have it under control way more often than so. than than not. So, you know, I think he's one of a, he's an important player. I think we just have to remember that 
a lot of times important players aren't necessarily the players who light up the stat sheet. Like June Marcus Davidson, you would never no uh, see really on a on, on any kind of top ten list of in terms of stats, except for maybe like pass percentage or something. But yeah, but I think Alex is a, a, a facilitator, like you said. He's much more of a he's important to our build up in the middle part of the field. Um, yep. and, and I think, I think he's definitely a valuable member of the team. Yes. All right. A couple more questions <clears throat> or maybe, maybe not actually. Oh. There is the question about the cake, but I think this oh. is more intended for, uh, Zach and Vaughn to break down their podcast. So yes. I think it's basically did the, did Vaughn dropping the cake cause New York to score I'm gonna say I'm gonna say no. I think that'd be a little harsh on Vaughn. Uh, I think what caused them to score was like we were just under constant pressure and we fell asleep for half a second on the rebound of the goal. And that's Ooh, here's another it. thing: was Vaughn stealing the cake the reason why they scored? Well, Vaughn didn't steal the cake. Come on, let's not be silly. He well, I don't know. Actually, yeah, I don't know if he did or not. I was trying to come up with some good pun of the butterfly effect, but with cake, but I've got nothing. Uh, well, yeah. yeah, I think Vaughn. I think Vaughn's off the hook. Yeah. So uh, that will do it for this episode, folks. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, and there's a game Saturday. Mm-hmm. in charlotte at seven o'clock i believe i think we're back to seven o'clock kickoffs uh now that it's not so hot haha <laughs> just kidding it's still really hot but i think we're still at seven o'clock kickoffs for the rest of the season so i do believe so but we do i didn't actually tell you this but we are confirmed for the return of the the artist formerly known as the rapids rabbi yes uh, okay mark asher goodman will be joining us for uh and talking jacks extra to help right. us bring the Riverhounds game. So that sounds awesome. That. Well, so that you guys can check that out on Thursday. You can hear uh, the new and improved uh, Rabbi Mark Goodman on the show. <laughs> so that'll be exciting. So thank you uh, for hanging out with us. Hope everybody has a great week. And come on, yes. you Jacks. Woo! <laughs> <laughs>